You're listening to The Hungry Soul with Rachel Foy, covering all topics from spirituality, mindset work, beliefs, relationships, food, body image, business, money, self-expression, and more, helping you become a soul-fed woman. So hi there, everyone, and welcome back to The Hungry Soul podcast, and today we've got episode 64. Um, We've got a really good guest coming on in a second, but... Before I introduce her, I wanted to have a very brief conversation around something that a lot of people probably listening to this show can actually resonate with, and I just want to talk very quickly about food. So if you're listening right now, and you are finding yourself in a place of feeling overwhelmed with food obsession, weight obsession, diet obsession, and actually your whole world is revolving around these obsessional compulsive thoughts... I just want you to know that you're not on your own because I know when I used to struggle with this not too long ago, I thought that I was fundamentally broken, that nobody understood me, that nobody had any idea about the kind of the the severity, I guess, of the stuff that I was going through. And I did feel really isolated. So if that's you right now, I just want to kind of let you know, because I know that this is a message for someone, like I've got a desire to say this today. You're not on your own. So reach out for help, find the people who are going to lift you up, who are going to support you, who are going to nurture you, who see in you something that maybe you don't see yet in yourself. And you're obviously here, so here in the community of The Hungry Soul, you are more than welcome to be here. And I want to invite you over to my Facebook group, which is called The Soul Fed Woman. It's called The Movement. So if you go to Facebook and type in Soul Fed Woman, the movement, it will come up with the group. Um, We have some amazing conversations over there. There's free trainings, free workshops. Uh, We do like free audios, uh, free, free everything actually, because my intention is to really start helping get rid of this taboo around food fighting and body image fighting and to actually start empowering you. So that's my invitation from me to you, okay? Right then, so without further ado, let's move on to today's lovely guest, who's got a fabulous name because she's called Rachel. So I want to introduce to you Rachel Collins, who once again, like so many of the guests here on The Hungry Soul, is someone that I got to know in the online space. I think we were in a few groups together. And we realized that we had quite a few things in common in terms of what we do in the world. So I invited Rachel on to have a chat to us about what she does. So Rachel is a integrative nutrition health coach. She's a lifestyle expert and she's accomplished so many things in her online journey of an entrepreneur. So she coaches women predominantly to become the healthiest, happiest, and most successful version of themselves. Who doesn't want some of that? So Rachel actually helps people to turbocharge their superpower and to start unleashing their inner wonder woman. So when I had her on the show a little while ago, this was what we spoke about. And we were speaking about this unleashing our superpowers and actually stepping into that place of becoming our own inner wonder woman. So without further ado, here's she is the gorgeous Rachel Collins. I hope you enjoy this one. And here she is, the lovely Rachel Collins. How are you today? Wonderful. Thank you, Rachel. And thank you for having me. Oh, no, you're very welcome. Thank you. I always thank the guests. It's like it's such an honor to have such amazing people on the show. So thank you for being here. So for anybody who has not yet come across you and your amazing work in the world, which we are going to speak about in a second, do you want to give yourself a quick introduction as to who you are and what are you all about? 
Yeah, absolutely. So my name is Rachel Collins and I'm an integrative nutrition health coach. Um, and really what I teach women to do is to become their, the healthiest, happiest and most successful version of themselves. And that's all through turbocharging your own personal and unique superpowers and unleashing your inner wonder woman which sounds big and, and crazy sometimes but I honestly believe we all have our own personal superpower and if we can kind of if we can turbocharge that we're going to be living our most full and happiest life um, and it's amazing when you see that that unfold and it's actually something that I personally have been through as well so it's really exciting for me to work with women to do that. Absolutely. And I was just about to ask you, like most of the guests that we have here on The Hungry Soul, they have such a passion for what they're doing because they've had experience themselves. So you've just already said it. But what <laughs> yeah. was, what's been your journey in terms of what have you been through? What have you learned? Like why, why are you doing what you're doing with your unleashing other women's Wonder Woman gifts? Mm. So my journey really began um, just over five years ago, almost six years ago now, when my little girl was born. Um, so I've got two children now. They are four and five, <laughs> um, two girls. Um, but when I first became a mum, it, it, wasn't, it wasn't what I expected at all. It was really difficult, actually. Um, I didn't know exactly what motherhood would be like, but I didn't. I didn't appreciate how difficult it would be. I didn't bounce back the way I thought I would. Um, I was overweight. For the first time in my life, I was overweight. I'd never really struggled with weight before, but I was overweight. My energy was rubbish, even though my baby actually slept quite well. Um, she didn't wake up all through the night or anything like that. She was a really good sleeper, but I had no energy whatsoever. Um, and I always felt poorly and I wasn't happy. And I, I was... I felt really uncomfortable admitting that, that I wasn't happy and loving every moment of being a mum. And mm. I felt that kind of made me a bit of a monster, which yeah. obviously now looking back, I think, crikey, I wish, you know, I wish someone had explained back then that you don't have to love every moment of motherhood and it doesn't make you a bad person. And all of this guilt and worry and shame is actually draining your energy massively. But, you know, that's just the gift of hindsight. But at the time it felt absolutely awful. Yeah. Um, and then adding to that, while I was on maternity leave, um, I got made redundant. Now I was working uh, in, in strategy and planning within the NHS. I was working on some quite high level projects. I was working with the national team um, and I was very young doing all of that. So I was, I was a very young corporate high flyer doing amazingly well and I had that formed a big part of my identity. Yeah. So when I lost that, there was a big restructure in the NHS. My job went and I was on maternity leave. So I couldn't do very much about it. It felt, it, it didn't feel good. But what I didn't appreciate at the time was that I had an awful lot of shame around that. Shame around not having um, any identity outside of being mum and not having my financial independence anymore. Yeah. And what I started to do was kind of eat that shameful feeling in biscuits and drink it in wine. And it wasn't doing me any good at all. And, and at that point in my life, I was most definitely a lost woman rather than Wonder Woman. Um, and I think my turning point really was when my amazing husband actually bought me a voucher to see an Ayurvedic practitioner near where I lived in Brighton. And I thought, this is amazing. I'm going to get an Ayurvedic massage on prescription because that's kind of where my self-worth was at the time. It was so low that 
I couldn't, despite having a bit of money in the bank, there's no way I would have gone and bought myself a massage. Yeah. I clearly needed a bit of TLC, but I wouldn't have gone out and done that myself. But to have it on prescription, that was okay. I, I could kind of go along with that. Now, unfortunately, she didn't prescribe me a massage. <laughs> she actually changed a couple of things in my food um, and gave me a few herbs. Now, the food changes seemed ridiculous to me i just thought i don't understand this she told me to stop eating wheat which i could kind of get my head around there was a big rise in the gluten-free trend back then but she also told me to stop eating tomatoes now that just sounded really mad to me but i quite liked her so i went along with it um, and a month later i went back to talk to her and she said well how have things been and i was thinking they're not that different really and she reminded me that a month before when I'd seen her, I was sat by the front door with the baby, waiting for my other half to get home from work, throwing the baby at him so I could just collapse in exhaustion on the sofa. And she said, how is that now? And I realized that I was still sat by the front door waiting for my other half to come home, but it was so I could give him the baby and go to the gym. Now that was massive for me. And it was really interesting because I hadn't noticed that change. It was only yeah. when someone said to me, this is where you were before. Where are you now? Yeah. Which I thought was just incredible. How do you not notice that big change when you felt so low before and now you're feeling better? How do you not know? But no, it's really important to look back and, and track your progress. So that triggered for me, okay, right, nutrition is big and getting your nutrition is, makes a big, big difference. Um, and that led me to a ton of Googling and just researching and learning more and more about this. And it kind of made me realise how despite working in the NHS and being in health and having a psychology degree, it still didn't teach me how to be healthy. Mm. And that's what I've kind of been on this journey learning now. And that's how I found my um, qualification. I, did, I studied health coaching with the Institute for Integrative Nutrition. Um, and, and that's just, you know, how I've come to be here, really. <laughs> and that's where you are. Yeah. So why, why do you have a passion with just working with women, Rachel? Because I, I do the same. Like that's my choice for my own reasons. But why do you have that passion of helping other women? Okay, that's a really good question. So uh, my business started off helping other mums. That's where I started. Um, because when I saw the, the transformation in myself, I wanted to share that with other people with other with other mums, I wanted to show them that actually, it's, it's not that you're a monster. It's not that you're rubbish, and you can't do this. It's just that there's a few things that aren't quite right in life. And we can, we can identify what they are, we can put them right, and you're going to feel so much better. Yeah. If I can do it, then you can do it. That's what I wanted to help mums with. But the more I worked in just in this area in general, the more people I spoke to, the more I realized that it, it isn't just mums that are struggling with this. There are women out there who who want to become mums and they are struggling because already they're feeling that fear. And, and it's really interesting. I read an article the other day saying how more and more women now think they're going to be choosing not to have children because they're fearful of how it will impact their career, how it will impact their lifestyle and all these other things. And, and I started to feel and I saw this in my friends as well, which is really, really interesting. I've got a lot of um, friends who think that they, they wouldn't handle being a mum. And I'm mm. thinking, oh my 
goodness, I don't want people to miss out on something amazing as motherhood through fear. Yeah. But I totally understand it's, it's everybody's own personal choice. And I want people to feel okay with making that choice, but I don't want that to come from a place of fear. Mm. Um, and the other side of that that I was seeing was women who were making the choice not to have children. Um, and I, th- I, d- I wonder if there's a bigger proportion of women like that in Brighton because of the, the type of city that it is. But I was meeting a lot of women that were choosing not to have children, but hitting a lot of judgment around that. And that started to really bug me as well. Um, and suddenly I started to realize that, that what I wanted to help women work with wasn't just being a mum. It was about going out there and being the best version of themselves, whether that was being a mum or not being a mum or being a mum and having a career or being a mum and something else as well. So um, that's where this has now morphed into working with all women and really helping everyone unleash their inner wonder woman. And on that note, tell me about this. So you and I were were talking a little while ago, and this is why you're on the show, about this unleashing our own wonder woman, which I think has got so much power in that that message. So what's your definition, first of all, of of our own wonder woman? Like, what is it? What does that mean to you? So Wonder Woman is not about being superhuman. It's not about stopping bullets. Oh, that's um, good to know. <laughs> being like absolutely gorgeous and wearing that tiny little skirt and looking great with a shield. It's none of that. And it's absolutely not about being perfect. Wonder Woman is a state of mind. Wonder Woman is about turbocharging your own personal superpowers and using that superpower to go out and make an impact on the world and doing all of that from a place of love and compassion so that's ultimately for me that's what wonder woman stands for Mm. she you know if if you're a fan of the film or whether you've been a fan of hers from you know pre pre hollywood um she very much is about she's all about going out there and using her own unique power to do something good and and doing that all from a place of love and she's very focused on that one power she doesn't try to be everyone she doesn't try to be everything she knows that she doesn't know everything and she's okay with that because she has her one big mission in life and she she just works on making herself the best version of herself to 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 do that one thing Mm. what is again from a definition point of view because I'm, I'm always intrigued as to what you know different guests mean by what they what they talk about yes. so this like best version of ourselves again for you what is that definition so what does that mean okay so um when I talk about the best version of ourselves really the the areas I'm thinking of are, are health happiness and success um now health is is easier to define um but i think happiness and success really is just about your own we've all got our own personal definitions of that Mm. um and that's why i always tag on the healthiest happiest version um as most successful version of you rather than just being healthy happy and successful because we all have our own personal definitions of that Oh, absolutely. Okay, so we're talking about Wonder Woman, unleashing our own Wonder Woman. You mentioned then about like the health and the happiness and the success. Um, what are what are the main things? The kind of like the main lessons or pillars or kind of topics that you tend to, I suppose, work with within within your clientele and like the community of women that you work with. 
Yeah. So when I, so I, I often refer back to my own personal journey from lost woman to wonder woman. Um, and along the way, really, there are four key lessons that I like to share with women. Now, these aren't sort of steps that you take one, two, three, four, and ta-da, you've made it. It doesn't really <laughs> work like that. It's, it's four ways of being, ways of living um, that help you maintain kind of your Wonder Woman state of mind. Um, and the very first one really is to believe that you have this potential to be Wonder Woman. We all have the potential to be Wonder Woman. We all have a superpower. Now, some of us know it. We know it as soon as, you know, as soon as someone says to you, what's your superpower? You might know it, but a lot of women don't. And a lot of women feel fearful when I say that thinking, oh, God, I don't have one. I'm, and then instantly go into this spiral of feeling not good enough, but we do all have our own superpower. What's yours, Rachel? <laughs> Out of intrigue. The elder <laughs> listeners are going, what's Rachel? Yeah, what's yeah. hers? What's yours? So <laughs> I, I should really, I always think when I get asked this question, I should say something like, being a health coach or you know being an amazing, <laughs> being an amazing listener. um but but the reality is it's not that because often our superpowers they they're bigger than our careers they're bigger than what we do for a living um and for me my superpower is the ability to say wouldn't it be amazing if um, and then go ahead and make that happen so that translates amazingly well into my business but it, it translates across all of life. And I know when I'm not at the top of my game, when I'm not healthy, when I'm not happy, when I'm not feeling successful and good, that ability just disappears. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so it's a believing that you have this superpower is really, really important. Um, and it, it might be something really tangible. Mine's not actually that tangible. It's quite difficult to, to grasp what it is. Um, but it's, but you can see the effects of it. So I'm the, I'm the person that will say to my other half, wouldn't it be amazing if we quit our jobs and traveled around the world for a year? And he'll go, what? But nine months later, it happened. Ah, <laughs> see? Wouldn't it be amazing if we got married on a beach in Thailand? What? How do we make that happen? But I made it happen. Um, wouldn't it be amazing if I started my own business? And those, you know, I, I've got that ability, that's my superpower. And it, it enhances my life, it enhances my family's life, it is amazing for my clients. Um, and I know that's one of my strengths, but for other people, it could be, it could be singing, it could be baking, it could be numbers and accountancy, you know, we're all so different. Um, but we've all got something. Now, it could be that you're amazing at helping your friends feel happy and calm when they're in a time of stress. Now you might not even know that you do that, but it could be your superpower. So we've all got something and it's really worth spending a bit of time thinking about what that is. Um, and I think I could spend this whole podcast just on this topic and how to dig down and, and find out and figure out what that is. Because you know, if you've, if you're really tapping into that superpower and using it every day and you're using it in your career, you're using it in your home life, you're always going to feel fulfilled no matter what you're doing. Mm. I think that's a really, really important thing as well in terms of, um, you know, the narrative around motherhood and careers and all of that kind of thing. A lot of women are fearful of losing, you know, for me, I was fearful of losing my identity when I stopped having my corporate career and became a mum. But if you're using your superpower every day, 
then you're going to be feeling good every day. And then it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you haven't got the job title or all those different things to define who you are because your superpower defines who you are. Absolutely. Okay. So that's number one. Yeah, so that's number one. Taking mental notes. Okay. And that, that kind of brings me on to number two. So number two is all about um, figuring out what your priorities in life are, what your dreams are, what your goals are, and not comparing that to somebody else. So it could be that your best friend has the most amazing six pack and you're constantly looking at her figure and thinking, I wish I looked like that. But if your superpower is baking and your big dream in life is to get onto the Great British Bake Off, working on getting a six pack isn't actually going to fulfill you. It's not going to make you feel good. So there's just no point in comparing yourself. If you're constantly comparing yourself to that person who's got the amazing body and you're working on that, you may well get to compete in an Ironman or run a marathon, but if that wasn't your dream, you're still not going to be fulfilled. So it's about focusing on what, what are your own personal dreams and how can you use your superpower to achieve them rather than trying to, to live up to what everyone else is doing with their own superpowers. Yeah, I think that personal dream ones, that's a really important point to just reiterate because as, as you just mentioned, and I see this as well so often, and I've, I've been guilty of this in the past. It's like sort of latching onto a, a dream and think, oh, I want that. And then you kind of start taking the steps towards it only to realize that actually it's not your dream. It's somebody else's mm-hmm. or it's what society has told you you should be wanting or it's what, you know, perception is, is that as a woman, this is what we should be desiring. Mm-hmm. And I think that's sort of owning owning our own dreams and our own desires that there's so much power in that, isn't there? Yes. Yeah, Massive. absolutely. Definitely. So that's step number two. Yes, number two. So the next part of the journey really is focusing on nourishing yourself and self-care. And I know that's a bit of a buzzword at the moment and some people hate it, but it, it's really about investing in you. Because again, if you come back to the Wonder Woman analogy and, and even if you've only watched the film and you know nothing else about Wonder Woman, she invests in her training to become the most amazing warrior and she doesn't if if you watch the film right from being a very very young girl she is watching the warriors she's learning she's training and she's pushing herself and she's investing time in in you in in her own personal superpower so that she can become the best version of herself and we all have to do the same thing we all have to focus on nourishing ourselves and invest in ourselves to become the best version of ourselves um, now that looks different for different people at different times for me when I was struggling with my young baby and feeling rubbish what I needed was to take some time just for me whether that was a massage or um, just going to the shops on my own crikey yeah. going to Sainsbury's alone was like a big treat back then yeah. Um, and actually where I found my me time eventually was in my studying. That felt really good. That felt like self, that was the self care that I needed. That was the investment in me that I needed at the time. Um, now my, my self care always includes good nutrition, always involves good nutrition. To me, nutrition is just good. Nutrition is the height of self care because Mm -hmm. it's, you know, it's, it's nourishing, um, and it's it's looking after my body the best way I can. That's not to say I never eat anything 
like bad or naughty I hate those words for food I know (laughs) it's it's about choosing the right thing for me at any given moment and not just mindlessly shoveling biscuits in which is was my thing it was like tea and biscuits in an afternoon just to keep me going because that was the only way the only thing that I did for me yeah and exactly and I think there's there's a there's a massive difference from a woman who is kind of very into good nutrition, you know, such as yourself, but you're coming from that place of self-care, self-acceptance, self-love. It's like you're doing it for your highest and greatest good compared to someone who is obsessed with nutrition because they're coming from that place of self-loathing, self-hate, mm-hmm. need to lose weight, don't feel good enough. Like the energy of that is so different. And I just yeah. kind of feel that we need to make that distinction for people listening that nutrition it is really important Mm. once you've healed all the underlying stuff that you can then do it for your highest and greatest good yeah definitely and I completely agree with you on that one um and you know and I always remind people you have a choice you have a choice every moment of every day how you fuel your body Um, and sometimes that means choosing the chocolate sometimes it does sometimes that means choosing the gin and tonic (laughs) (laughs) guilty (laughs) um sometimes it's choosing the green juice or the salad or to add more vegetables in and it's becoming really aware of how you feel emotionally and Mm. physically when you're consuming those things um and actually talking about consuming it's not just about food is it there's you know we're consuming kind of energy and consuming oh that sounds really woo doesn't it (laughs) well it's Um, true though because we are we are energetic beings and um, we don't just consume food it's thoughts and energy and beliefs and yes everything and things like facebook feeds and you know you're consuming that content that that stuff that's scrolling on the screen and you get to choose in any given moment what you're filling up your mind with and what you're filling up your body with and sometimes just mindlessly scrolling facebook is awesome you might come across a few things that your friends have posted that you didn't realize and it's really exciting and that's great but if you're doing that for hours on end and you suddenly tune in and realize it's not making you feel good then you can choose to stop that as well absolutely okay so that was lesson number three yes lesson number three um the fourth one is the one that i've found the hardest And I know for some people it'll sound really simple, but for me it's been the hardest because it's meant letting down a lot of barriers. Um, And number four is all about allowing yourself to love and be loved. Um, Or you could say it's about finding your tribe and loving them hard, which I find so cheesy, but it is so, so true. Um, Five years ago, nearly six years ago, when I would describe myself as a lost woman rather than wonder woman i i really struggled with this one and i think this this even predated becoming a mum at work when i had my corporate job i was one of the youngest women in the role that i was in i was having to have quite senior strategic difficult conversations with you know doctors consultants who've been in their job for decades and had worked for a very long time to get to the top of their game and I had to have this very corporate professional persona Um, and it worked for me in that particular environment but it didn't work in my personal environment Mm. Um, and I I had done the Myers-Briggs testing while I was back in my corporate job and I realized I was an introvert and I thought brilliant that means I don't need people 
Now, of course, that's not true. <laughs> Everybody needs, we all need people in our lives. Um, and again, coming back to the idea, the concept of Wonder Woman, it's said that Wonder Woman grew up knowing the love of a thousand mothers. Now, can you imagine how powerful that would be if you had a thousand strong women behind you and supporting mm. you and loving you every step of the way? How much would that help with the other three parts of this journey? How much would that help in terms of, you know, this belief in yourself that you have a superpower um, and the, the ability to focus on your superpower and not compare yourself to other people and look after yourself? Just imagine how amazing that must feel. Yeah. But it's a big part of, of her being able to become Wonder Woman was having this tribe of women that had her back. Um, but it was it, there's more to it than that. So um, if you're getting geeky about the whole Wonder Woman theme, she was actually one of the founding members of the Justice League of America. And that means that she got together with all of the other superheroes. And it was like forming a business mastermind because they knew they couldn't defeat all of the evil in the world on their own. They were stronger together. And all of us are stronger together. Yeah. And it also allows us to focus on just our own superpower because we're surrounded by people that have got other superpowers. And, and as, as a group, we are stronger. I think that sense of belonging it is such an important part of this conversation, isn't it? Because mm -hmm. so many women, certainly the women that are probably listening right now, they are very driven and successful. And, you know, and that's good. Like that, we're not saying that that's somehow wrong. But sometimes there is also that belief that it's somehow weak to say that you're needing help or that you actually want perhaps a different friend circle or maybe that you are not fully coping with motherhood or your business or whatever it might be. And just actually being able to, like you said, put your guard down and, and reach out to somebody else and another circle of people who get where you are. It's like, that was a game changer for me because I... Yeah. I everything that you just said then I was very closed I was I could do it on my own everything's okay there's nothing wrong here whereas on the inside it was like Ooh. yeah just you know kind of reaching out and saying that sometimes you do need help it's not a sign of weakness it's a no. me now it's absolute sign of strength yeah absolutely and um I mean lots of people have talked about this now but I know Brene Brown has talked about it and, yes. and talked about vulnerability being a real strength um and I've always thought this it's it's really interesting so my husband is it has always been extreme extrovert i've always been extreme introvert and once i understood the differences there it made it really helped our relationship actually <laughs> one of the things that he's amazing at is asking a question if he doesn't understand mm. and and to me that's always seemed like the biggest strength to be able to do that to be able to reach out whether it's in a classroom surrounded by your peers or whether it's one-on-one -on -one, to be able to kind of put your hand up and say i don't get this or mm. i can't do this or i need help that's an incredible strength to be able to do that and to have people around you that make it feel safe to reach out and ask for help is incredibly powerful. So it has been one of the hardest things for me to, to do and one of the hardest things for me to learn. I found it way more difficult to really allow, I found it easier to love others than to allow them to love me. Um, but I found it way easier to sort my nutrition out and sort my weight and my energy levels out and, and that kind of stuff than I found it to allow people to see the real me and love the real me. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's something that so many of us, we do struggle with. 
probably go into a completely different podcast as to why do women struggle <laughs> to ask for help and actually you know as yeah. we're talking about allow women you know allow themselves to be loved by others um final question or one of the final questions before we finish rachel let's say that someone's listening right now and she's really connecting to this concept of unleashing her own wonder woman and like she gets it and kind of it makes sense but she knows that she's not there what would be the very first starting point for somebody who knows that she's not she's not really in her power but she knows that something needs to change so what what advice would you give it really depends on exactly where that person is at but my usual starting point is food so um food isn't everything it's not everything but it's a really great place to start because it's one of the few things that we can say okay from right now i'm going to start even not even changing what you're putting in your body but start taking notice so um it, this could be just beginning with a food diary it doesn't even have to be that complex to be honest but just starting to be aware of what you're putting into your body and again kind of going back to this idea of consumption isn't all about food start then to become aware of what you're feeding your mind with and from that awareness you'll start to realize what you need to look at next so it could be that you start to focus on your food and think now i'm pretty good with all of this actually yeah but crikey i lose two or three hours a day reading rubbish online and it's making me feel awful it might be that you realize you're spending an hour commuting in the car and you have the radio on and you're um you're being filled up with news that you really don't like it's making you feel awful there's a lot of really bad stuff in the news yeah and, and it can really drain your energy um, and I think if you're in the car for any length of time as well, you start to hear the same thing repeated and that yes. can really drag you down if you haven't had to kind of learn how to protect yourself from that. Um, but, but just becoming really aware of what you're filling your body up with will help you identify where to look next. No, absolutely. Yeah. Just taking that, taking that snapshot really, isn't it? About mm. where are you right now? And just having that awareness before you can, before you can build on it. Awesome. So before we do wrap up, because we've come to the end of the show already, I don't know where time goes sometimes. Went really quickly. I know. Where can we find you out there on the World Wide Web? My website is rachelcollins.co.uk. So it's really simple, just www.rachelcollins.co.uk. Um, I am on all the usual social media outlets as well. So we've got um, Facebook. Instagram and Twitter are the main ones that I use. Um, slightly different handles on each, but I think if you put Rachel Collins into the search engine, you will find me. You'll pop up, I'm sure. And I'm sure they will link to on your website as well somewhere. They are, yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. It was a lovely, lovely conversation. And I'm sure that that's um, sparked that curiosity in people about unleashing their own Wonder Woman. <laughs> Thank you so much for having Thanks, me. Rachel. Really enjoyed talking to you. Same to you. See you later. Bye. Yeah, bye. So there you go, gorgeous. Another episode brought to you by The Hungry Soul. Now, if that conversation has got you a little bit curious about your own journey right now and how perhaps you can start helping yourself to become more self-fed, but maybe you've got no idea where to start or what that might even mean for you, don't panic. We've got some fabulous gifts for you that are all completely free. All you need to do is head over to soulfedwoman.com 
forward slash free dash resources. And over there, there's workshops, handouts, meditations, and loads of other goodies. So go and grab as many of them as you want to. Can't wait to speak to you soon. Bye.